And welcome to the first episode in what I hope is going to be an ongoing mini series of Black Mirror episode reviews. And I'm really pleased with myself because I've called it Casting Reflections on Black Mirror, which I think is really clever. So, Dan, my co host here, is, uh, is going to agree with that, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's very, very clever. Well done. <laughs> As just introduced there, that's Dan. So, Dan from Just Football Podcast. So, Hi, Dan. Do you want to say hello to everyone? Yeah. Um, hi. Yes, I'm, my name's Dan. Um, as Dan mentioned, I'm on the Just Football podcast. Now, this is obviously completely different from or completely unrelated to anything to do with football, but I am a big fan of Black Mirror, um, as as you are. So I think that's why we're doing this. Yeah, so he's my co-host there, and now he's elevated to co-host of this mini-series with me. So, yeah, basically, the way this has come about, is, and I'm going to treat this as a separate um, entity from casting views was so in the past a couple of episodes have touched on things that have linked back to black mirror while not specifically being anything to do with any episodes and you and i in the past when we worked together have always talked about some of the episodes and then what was it i think it was a couple of weeks ago you messaged me and said have you done an episode on black mirror and the tech and i've i said something along the lines of no i think it's too much for an episode then you said why don't we do a review, an episode review? And I said, oh, yeah, why don't we do an episode review? It makes sense. Um, I think that's how it went, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I think it was triggered because obviously there's just been a series of, of Black Mirror that's come out on Netflix and there's a few topics that came out that we discussed quite a bit and then that kind of morphed into this conversation and we're now here today. I've not actually watched the new series yet and I've intentionally now not watched it because when you mentioned this, I thought when we do get to the new series, it'll be it'll be a fresh reaction for me. So yeah, no, thank you for suggesting that. And I absolutely love the idea of this. And for everyone listening, the way I think we're going to frame each episode is each episode will be an episode of Black Mirror. I think we'll take a little bit of time just to do a mini review or discuss the episode and then we'll try as much as we can to discuss the theme or the tech in the episode and how it relates to life or has it taken off or has it been mirrored pun not intended but I'll, I'll take it in in current in the current day a couple of things though what i didn't realize was one how old the first series was 2011 really yeah so i i don't think i watched it from the start when i think I, I was a late starter i think i only started watching it sort of four or five years ago and then binge watched a few series so yeah i was a late comer to it i think the same here and the second thing was when you suggested this it meant having to watch the first episode which i find the hardest episode to watch and the most uncomfortable We'll discuss it. Obviously, we're not going to go massively graphic into detail, and the episode itself doesn't go massively graphic into detail. But just, you know, a warning for some people that these episodes, Black Mirror episodes, are adult themed, and this will have discussion of a specific act with a farmyard animal, which is a statement I never thought I'd say. So are you pod. putting an age rating on this on this pod? Is that the first time you've done that? Well, no, it depends. As long as you don't <laughs> swear and you don't you, you don't get too vulgar, we, we won't put an explicit <laughs> one on that. That's the aim. I did mean to say to you before the, the, the pod started, just don't swear and be vulgar. But no, I'm just, you know, I think this episode specifically does cover some quite intense subject matter, doesn't it? 
Yes, yes, it does. And I think with a lot of Black... And we've said this before, but with a lot of Black Mirror episodes, there's Black Mirror episodes which are, you know, an exaggeration of something in today's world. It really, really runs with it to a point where you're like, oh my God, you know, we're not too far away from that happening. And then there's the shock and awe episodes. And this one definitely falls into the shock and awe um, episode. And as as a first episode, I think it really gets you gripped. Yeah. Oh, the other thing about our approach through it what i do also want to do is at the end of all the, the reviews i want us to come up with our own top five episodes and why okay. so okay. As, as we do it and the other thing i was going to say do you not find that black mirror I, I think a lot of people have watched it and do talk about it but it doesn't kind of feel like it's got that popularity or people continually talk about it and it could be because there are so few episodes and they're released so far between but do you, do, you, do you get what I mean? It's not a popular... Maybe it's because it's on Netflix. I don't feel like it's advertised anywhere. I feel like when I came across it, it was by chance. I didn't even really know what it was. And I, I kind of watched it. The other thing I was going to ask you, you talk about popularity. I, I don't know if it's really viewed outside of England. So I don't know if it's a big thing in America uh, or whether it's just a, a UK type thing. But you're right, it's kind of under the radar and you kind of hear murmurings of it, but not too much. It feels like the people that watch it love it, but it doesn't feel like there's general... It's like you wouldn't often... If you're talking about TV, Black Mirror wouldn't necessarily be a, a show that crops up in the conversation, would it? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Until now, with the introduction of this podcast, it's going to be all anyone's going to talk about, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's a groundbreaking podcast. Okay, I think so. I think I've set the scene about what we how we're approaching it we're going to do each episode so i know you got upset with me last time on the show so (laughs) i am going to hand over to you guests go first so you introduce the show and yeah we'll just have a have a chat about the actual episode itself first (laughs) this is where we're going to find assume we've got the right episode we both watched the same one (laughs) (laughs) right so the the first episode in, in the first series um was titled the national anthem the episode was really about a British Prime Minister called Michael Callow, um, who woke up to some news that, um, and I, I believe it was a popular princess. I, I think it was a, a member of the royal family who was actually quite popular in, in, in the media yeah. and in the public eye, um, had actually gone missing and had been kidnapped. But the kidnapper had some rather random <laughs> and different ransom demands. So it wasn't the usual, give me, give me some money. It was for the Prime Minister to commit an indecent act <laughs> well handled. I was going to say well handled, but well well handled there. Yeah, yeah it's the next bit. It, it, for the prime minister to cause an indecent act, a set of sexual nature to a pig, um, and for it to be broadcast on national television. Oh my god! Sorry, my watch has just gone off. So I hope you know. I think it. I think Siri was listening to that. So God knows that's, what it that's the, the danger of technology. You see. Yeah. So yeah, so had the Prime Minister had to um, commit this act on national television, had a few hours to set this up, and uh, the kidnapper had a load of um, demands of, of how this was going to be broadcast. So I'm just going to jump in there, though, because I did actually find them, because apparently it was flashed up on the screen, but I've actually got a list of, I think, the seven demands that... Oh, the, go on then. Yeah, the actor did. So as, as Dan was alluding to, so yeah, basically the, the aim was for the Prime Minister to have sex with a, a pig, right? I think we could say it like that. So the abductor had seven rules. So the 
number one is the act will be broadcast live, uninterrupted and entirely uncensored on all terrestrial network commencing at 1600 hours. The act will be relayed via a single camera in constant roving motion. The camera must be a handheld camera. Cutaways to other cameras are not permitted. During the act, camera will continually pass around the participants to take in a full 360 degree view, <laughs> moving closer at regular periods to permit close-ups of intercourse. Approximately 25% of the broadcast must consist of close-up actual view of what the Prime Minister would be doing. The act will take place between Prime Minister Michael Callow and one live female pig. No other individuals are to be permitted to assist the Prime Minister. In the event of Prime Minister Michael Callow failing to achieve and maintain, let's say, excitement, transmission will continue unbroken until such a time as he does achieve that. The soundtrack will be relayed via a single boom microphone. And yeah, the, ter- the broadcast will terminate upon fruition. <laughs> good, good use of a word for wishing. <laughs> yeah, well, that actually came from the website I used. So I was quite grateful that's how they said it. But yeah, sorry. So that those were the rules. Apparently, they did flash up on screen, but I didn't catch them. No, I, I didn't see. But I, they they talk about a couple of them, like the the moving camera. But but I don't think they mentioned all seven. So that's good to know. Uh, so the episode is really then the prime minister and the government trying to control the message that's going out um, nationwide, and also to kind of obviously hunt down the kidnapper and get out of this act or trying to fake it or try to, to do something where he obviously doesn't have to go through it. But as the, the episode goes on, <laughs> I like the bit where they try to get the actor in because I'm not even convinced they told the actor what he was going to be doing. They tried to get a porn actor, didn't they? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. To, yeah. To, and they were going to superimpose the prime minister's head on him, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, so that idea didn't work. And it got closer and closer to the time. The the guy was never found. And then he went through with the act um, to the pig. But I, th- I think the real kicker, and I don't think this ever, the public ever really knew this, or he didn't ever know this, is that because everyone was so embroiled on watching this on TV or on the internet, the streets were pretty empty. The kidnapper actually released the princess half hour before four o'clock, so at half three. Yeah. So obviously, if she was found and identified, and I think that was one of the points the guy was trying to make, if they weren't so obsessed with this act, they probably would have found her naturally if they were just living their everyday lives. And I think the, kid, the kidnapper then kills himself, and then it kind of goes a year on, um, and everyone seems to have recovered from it, but there's obviously some long-lasting effects. Yeah, just a couple of other things uh, to mention. So like you said, the kidnapper also at some point. So so, so basically, yeah, if, if the prime minister didn't go through with the act, he, he was going to kill the princess. So one of the things that happens is when they get that actor to potentially take the place of the prime minister, it then gets leaked. Uh, somebody takes a picture, the abductor finds out, and he supposedly cuts off a finger of the princess, doesn't he, and sends it to the prime minister. But that turns out to be a fake. And then, yeah, as you said, the real kicker is that he lets the princess go because they also try to do a raid on a place where they think he is. But then it turns out it's just a mannequin and a journalist gets shot. That was just that there's a side note there. The journalist gets shot. And I'll I'll bring that up later. There's a reason I mention that. It's an episode. What did you think? For me, I know you've got to suspend disbelief in this and especially in some of the the more tech-based versions. But the only thing I kept thinking when I watched it is one is, um, you know, could an artist, because he was an artist, kidnapped the princess, yeah. you, you know, and, and it's a it's a silly thing to say because it's 
you know, ultimately it's just a means to an end. It was just the, I think the actor who played the Prime Minister as well played him really well, didn't he, in the turmoil he was going through. Yeah, because he was really on a roller coaster throughout the whole episode. And I think he played that part fantastically. You know, the, the fear, the angst, the anxiety about having to, to do what it is and trying to do the right thing. Yeah, I, I think he got that role spot on. Because his wife was obviously saying, you can't do that. And he was saying, I won't. And then quite rightly, he's saying, no, we can't do this. And then it was like one of his people, that woman, she goes to him, look, if you don't, we can't guarantee or you won't be given protection or your family won't be given protection, basically from the public, wasn't it? If saying that if he doesn't go through with it and the princess gets killed, he's going to be fair game, which which was dreadful, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, yeah, the other the other key thing, so like you said, at the end, he does it, he goes through, through with it and they cut to a year later and two things stand out, I love, because one bit is there's that scene where he's at like a, a school, isn't he, playing football and he played that really well. So awkwardly, we've seen these politicians go and pretend to play football with kids. And I actually think he acted that perfectly. But secondly, yeah, it finishes. He's actually, I think his approval rating has is higher than it was previously. But it finishes with him in the house and his wife just walks off upstairs and leaves him. So it's obviously had the effect on his on his marriage. Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because could you... That's obviously a unique scenario, which you know we assume, but no one ever really finds themselves in. But you would think there would be an element of understanding of what he went through and why he did it, and you know he's trying to save someone's life. Does she see it as being unfaithful, or does she just see it as completely like completely damaged any sort of like physical attraction that she has for him? I, I, I don't know. I, I found that I'd quite like to explore her thought process. Like if you could ask her some questions afterwards, exactly why she's so, so angry. It's, it's, it's that bit I found quite interesting. I think it's the humiliation aspect of it. I think it's the, she probably can't look at him the same. Yeah. And, you know, it's obviously because it, it was an animal. Now, interestingly, I was looking at some things and, and Charlie Brooker, the creator, actually said he he went through a list of animals or what could he use. And at, at one point he was even considering a block of cheese, which would be interesting. But yeah, I think that to me, again, I've, I've, I've used the word kicker, but at the end is really bad because the guy was in such a, a terrible position and he'd done what he had to do, didn't realise, obviously, it was going to be all pointless, but he did what he did for a nation, and yet at home. What I what I didn't understand, or what I didn't understand, and, I don't, and when you read out the rules, I was interested that this was excluded, but why it had to go on for a whole hour? Because I, I think the the length of time he was doing it was was mentioned, and it was about like an hour he was doing this thing or being filmed for, and I, I couldn't quite work out, or whether it was because he. <laughs> trying to not use crude, crude comments but it almost had to be an ending or maybe it was that it could only be up to an hour maybe because remember the the abductor was letting the princess go half hour early so maybe yeah. if if it, if it wasn't a set time chance are she may have been found before it started yeah. i didn't make too many notes because as i said i just find this episode so so difficult to watch there was a comment, and I don't know if it's his wife or someone that's in, in his cabinet, but there's this line, and this line has stuck with me. And I think they said, look, you know, it's not, it's no humiliation. Nobody will, will care. And and this person says, I know people, we love humiliation. Yeah. And that stuck with me, you know, when you saw everybody just glued to the TV. And there, there is an element of that, isn't it? And I guess that's, that's one of the key underlying 
things of the episode is you know things that attract people to watch and to look and you know I think at the start um, there was a survey up and they were doing like kind of notes or statistics at the start and it came up and said that what would people's engagement be if this video went ahead and it said 25% would watch the broadcast and you begin to think yourself one in four people would watch that that's that's quite a lot and I think by the end that got more and more didn't it because I think the impression was that everyone watched it and um, and like the, the public interest and there's a mixture in the public interest of people that feel felt empathetic and felt remorseful and were really hoping for the safety of the princess. And there was an element of the public which were just entertained by the whole thing. And it that bit I thought was quite interesting because I think that's what it would be like if this was, you know, this sort of scenario played out in real life. I think people would be entertained by it. It is a bit of a story. You kind of and go on to a slightly different point. But it was also a slight toxicity of it. And I don't know if you read some of the tweets that kept on coming up on the screen of what the public were tweeting. There was one tweet that came up, and this is obviously really horrible, and I know it's it's fictional, but I could kind of see it happening in today's world of how toxic social media is. But one guy tweeted something along the lines of, um, I hope he doesn't think of his wife because it will put him off. Like why right, he's doing right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a horrific thing to say. And you're like, but actually, that probably, with how social media is, I think that absolutely would probably nowadays. happen. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, I think we've seen worse probably on in yeah. recent time. Yeah, it's, it is it is interesting because, like you said, the impression was that literally everyone was glued to the screen. And the thing the program doesn't touch upon is obviously this would have gone around the world as well. Um, yeah. So you, you don't know what what would would have happened there. I mean... Ultimately, that is kind of it for the episode because it is quite a short episode. I kind of looked at it and it's hard to put yourself 12 years ago, right? If you take out the central concept of what happens in the episode, because that is the fantasy element here. I think it's almost nailed on where we are currently because I think they used YouTube, didn't he, to do the video? And I think they said, if I remember right, it was like they took the video down in nine minutes, but it'd already been downloaded. Yeah. yeah, millions of times. And that is true. How many times have we seen something added to TikTok, uh, like a scandal or Twitter, and it doesn't matter when it comes down, someone has already downloaded the video. And there are actually accounts, I, I'm, I can't remember the name and I wouldn't say it, but on Twitter, you can tag in an account and it will download that video and send it to you, give you a link where you can then access the video. It's unreal, isn't it? And like you said, every single second counts with the internet. And nine minutes to us is like, you know, we've been recording this for 21 minutes and we think it's no amount of time. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, we're talking about yeah. nine minutes. This, this video has gone worldwide. It's yeah, it's unbelievable. The one funny bit I thought was just after this was um, after they were discussing that about how it's already out in the world and um, how so many people have read it. Uh, and the prime minister asked for, so what's the playbook on this? And the guy goes, there is no playbook on this. <laughs> this this is a virgin scenario. And I'll have <laughs> that back because they must plan for so many different events and so many yeah, unreal yeah. things to happen. But they obviously never thought of this because it's just so far-fetched. So twisted, yeah. What else was it? Oh, as, as, so, on, yeah, and on the YouTube thing now, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing YouTube was obviously popular then. Uh, you know, it's been around for ages. But, you know, now YouTube is almost like a de facto... TV entertainment for a lot of 
children and and younger generation now isn't it more so than than tv what else did i have i picked up do you know there was a it was a subtle well it wasn't subtle but it didn't really do anything for the main story but the cabinet junior or or minister whatever who was sexting or who was getting you know pics nude pics from the the journalist so i think that was just an element of to add the journalist seeing things and i can't remember now if she will if, if it was ultimately because of her that they found out about the actor plot i can't remember but i just found it interesting because again it was the use of technology even then 12 years ago of sending like new pics to someone so the whole element yeah. of sexting feels like you know we've seen everything that's happening in recent years with like deep fake etc and it just felt like it was such a throwaway bit but with everything we're seeing nowadays and we have done Again, I can't I can't begin to say now if it was ahead of its time. I'm sure these things had always been going on, but it just felt like a funny thing to throw into the episode. Yeah, no, it it did, didn't it? And I think that that part of the episode element of the age age of when this was produced, because that was a proper flip phone, wasn't it, with a really grainy photo yeah. that got produced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then of course there's a the whole thing about polls for the public. Now Twitter and everywhere is full of polls and, and it is now. Now that's what I'm trying to say. Nowadays you can imagine a story like that would spread like like wildfire. But I'm trying to think back then, was that kind of innovative? Because there are all these opinion polls about whether we should or shouldn't do it, you know, yeah. would you look down? And yeah, it's people are hooked on giving their opinions now on social media, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they really are. And there'd be people vlogging that now and there'd be people talking about it and commentating to it. And it, yeah, it would just become a national live event. And it's quite interesting that one of the guys, um, you know, they they challenged him about, are you going to watch this? And he's like, of course I'm going to watch it. This is history. And it's yeah, like, yeah. and it's, it's fat. It's like scary, isn't it? Because it would be, it would be an event in history. And it, as crazy as that sounds and what it was, it, I don't know. If if that was to happen in real life, do you think you would watch it? I don't think I could. No, I don't think I could. I, I just think it's it's one of those things where, like you said, you you'd people I could see why, because it is something so out of the ordinary and so something so I use the word historical, but in the sense of it's never happened before and likely never happen again. But it's one of those things that I I would then want to unsee and you can't. Yeah. I yeah. It's uh, so, but it's quite good. Well, it's, it's, I thought it was quite interesting the way they kind of when they did the broadcast, they were like, "Please, can you turn your tellies off now?" And they did that really loud screeching sound, didn't they, to kind of encourage people to turn it off. Yeah. And the whole, if there's any recordings of this after midnight tonight, that's an illegal offence. That's it. They and ratified that was quite the law, didn't they? Yeah. 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 But like you said, you can't unsee it. If, if you've saved, yeah. saved the recording or not, you're not getting rid of those images. Yeah, because we've said before on here as well a couple of times that I think it's recognised that law hasn't kept up with the digital age, right? Yeah. So I found it interesting that they said, yeah, that they ratified, yeah, ownership of that video would be illegal. So you would have to do that, right? It's... I, I don't know why they, they said midnight, though. I, I feel like they could have said any recording ever is as illegal offence. What was it? It started at four, so they could have said five past five, right? So yeah, now at like exactly. straight afterwards. I just, I just can't imagine anyone sitting there Sky Plus and going, right, I've got this to midnight. I'm going to watch it a few times um, before we have to get rid. It's interesting, isn't it? Because 
they could ratify the law there, but around the world, we know laws don't necessarily mean the same thing there. So how can you stop it? And I, I, sorry, I need to throw the question back at you then about watching it. Would it be something you'd watch? I would like to say no, but with the amount of build-up throughout the day and the amount of public interest it received, I feel like the human tendency would be that you would end up watching it. Would you probably start watching it and then would you... Uh, I, I wouldn't watch it I, for the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't sit down and get a snack out and maybe a drink and just, you know, watch it. I, I think there'd be a bit of... You know that effect when people slow down on the motorway to see a, a car yeah. crash? I think it would have an, yeah. a bit of that sort of effect where you kind of... Nap, your natural intrigue would, would yeah. take over. Yeah, because I think it was interesting, wasn't it, that in the show as well, they they focused in a hospital, didn't they, as well? And I think it was almost to show... Well, the, the idea that I took was that, you know, these are professionals and even like a hospital came to a stop. Oh, actually, that's reminded me. I think... So, you know, the journalist goes to the place where they think, where they try to do the armed takedown and she gets shot, doesn't she? I think there was a scene, I don't know if it was filmed and cut or if it just didn't make it, but there was supposed to be a scene where she was lying in the hospital then and needing help, but nobody helped her because they were all watching this scene oh, on really? the TV, which I actually think should have been in there. Yeah, that's quite, that's a talking point, isn't it? Because then at the moment, all we saw was everybody watching it, but there'd be no impact but if you then think about what impact was happening because this is at four o'clock as well this is this is during working day and I think for me about the when I say no I think what it is is because again I'm going to say it the actor and I'll, I'll I'll look it up unless you've got the name the actor who plays him just portrayed despair and horror and that distress he he did it really really well didn't he he did I, I think his name was was it Rory Kinnear yeah, it's well. No, I think actually you say, it is Kinnear, but I think it's um, he's Roy Kinnear's it, son. No, it's Rory Kinnear is the name. Oh, I thought you said Roy, but I think he is. Do you, do you remember Roy Kinnear? We're going on a bit of a uh, side tangent here. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh, he was a comedian uh, or a comedic actor back in the day, and yeah, I think that's his son. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was in, that was interesting to find out. Yeah, sorry, I just think he played he played him so well. That's why I'm clouding my view so I wouldn't see it because the guy just, yeah, your heart went out to him as he had to do that. Yeah, because there was a couple of moments where he was kind of celebrating because he thought, right, I've got out of this. And you could see the relief. (laughs) And then he quickly gets drawn back in when he realises, oh, no, the guy isn't out at location. Um, And, oh, no, we can't use an actor um, when the the finger turned up. And it was, uh... I think he was quite angry, wasn't he? Because he didn't didn't realise the actor had been brought in because he was so he's it, it was quite angry that got arranged didn't he? because i think that was arranged by the assistant yeah and so where do you where do you stand in terms of like we said because it feels like so like you said take out again the act itself but it feels like something that could happen now we've seen movements on social media where something takes effect it just needs a seed of an idea or a seed of something being said and then it everybody's in on it their hashtags trending it's easy to look at it now and think oh it's it's an obvious episode but again i'm trying to think 12 12 years ago so what what do you think about the whole you know could this or could this not happen in terms of something maybe a, a little bit more realistic or are we seeing this already um i don't think have we have, we haven't seen 
anything like this where it kind of you know advertises an event or a showdown i, I don't think See, what we do see, though, sorry, sorry, jump in, what we kind of do see, and, and rightly so in a lot of times, but is, is often the public apologies where you know somebody said something or done something and you know full well they wouldn't apologise, but then social media kicks in and then it's like they're only saying they're doing it like an apology or retract something because they know it's going to save their brand or it's going to save their image. But if we didn't have social media they probably wouldn't need to do it. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of that, isn't there? Is And you know, we talked about it in the football world where you have marketing people who are advising and doing all the social media accounts for these people. So they're now not genuine. And obviously there's you know been a lot of news lately of scandals and um, of people being improper in public eye. And social media has just amplified that unbelievable amount to the point where these the perpetrators are in a in a really bad place and you know 10 15 years ago it probably wouldn't be public knowledge it's uh social media does have a habit to amplify yeah and and everyone's got a voice now haven't they because if you didn't have youtube that artist the adductor wouldn't have been able to have done this plan because it, it needed yeah. public opinion didn't it well if you the other example is uh, the day that the queen passed away um and how social media had a part in like broadcasting out to the world and how that went around and and things like that and you look at the difference of when you know the king before her passed away some people might not have found out until that evening or when they got home yeah. from work yeah. but but now it's so real time and so available that actually people knew that had happened before it was even announced yeah. whereas yeah. you know if you go back in time now, I'm sure the news would have covered it the last time around the monarch passed away, but the time before that might have been people only real, realised it when they put an announcement outside the palace. So it's just yeah, completely transformed. Absolutely. You say about the news, but back then we wouldn't have had five or six 24-hour news channels yeah. then either, which we do now. It'd be on the news at nine, wouldn't it? <laughs> or news at It'd ten or whatever news it was. Any time, 24 minutes past eight. It's, that, that's the thing. We are just saturated and, and, and constantly surrounded by news and information, aren't we? That you just can't, yeah. you know, you just need to open up Twitter once and, and you'll see a tweet or, or, or what's trending. It's, it, you know, it's made it even on, on a completely different note. It makes it all next to impossible to not find out a football score either if you haven't watched a match yeah. and you're trying, <laughs> trying yeah, to get to, through a We used to do that back in the day, didn't we? Don't find out the result and watch it a match of a day. I think they actually pointed that out in this episode as well where they didn't announce it to start with, did they? Because they were trying to work out and they were reporting on other stuff and everyone was watching it thinking, why aren't you reporting this? Why, why is the news breaking? Is it fake? Is it is it false? Because social media had got ahead of the news and, and was, was releasing it before the news did. And it is actually interesting. Okay, again, green screen has always been a thing and, you know, what they tried to do with the acts. But now we've got deep fake. You could possibly easily do a deep fake to not have to make him go through with it now, you know. And, and is that almost like a precursor to to kind of deep fake? It's, it's almost like a reference to, to deep fake before it even happened. Do you want Charlie Brooker to rewrite the episode for today's world to, to see how they'd handle it? I wonder if he did go back and rewrite <laughs> some of the earlier episodes, how how it would be affected. I mean, kind of what, what I want to say on this, and again, it is a fairly self-contained episode, is it is unusual knowing what's coming up in later episodes that this, like I think, like you said right at the start, 
the only element of tech in this, I know they're not all tech based, but is the like YouTube and Twitter, but it's all stuff that kind of exists. I know later episodes go into fantastical stuff that at the time anyway, either was just being discussed about or, or didn't exist. This is all about human emotion, isn't it? And human interaction, which I find is why it's kind of fascinating. And again, I think maybe why it affected me as much as it did, because it is about you as a person or, or humans and what emotions they go through. So it kind of is, feels like an unusual episode in that sense. I guess it prompts a question. We could probably speak about this for a few more hours, but it prompts a question of how far would you actually go to save someone's life? Because he's obviously, he, he goes through with it because he's believing he saved someone's life. But, but where is the upper limit? And I guess it depends on who the person is, right? Because I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, would, would I do this for someone I don't know? Probably yeah. not. But would I do it for my children or for my loved ones? Absolutely, 100% yes. And it's yeah. it's that concept is, is where is the limit of, of what you would do to save someone's life? That's the thing. I don't think he wanted to, but it's the fact that they then threatened his family or the, or the alleged non-protection against any threats. So he's literally forced into doing this because, okay, deep down he would have wanted to save the prince, princess, I'm sure, but... Even if he didn't and say, look, it's it's a matter of honour and humiliation and, and you know, this is, say it looks bad on England. It's the fact that they said, okay, but, you know, any repercussions, we're not, we're not looking out for you. And so he's then had to. Um, actually, something just triggered in my head then, as I said that. Do you think it also is more impactful because it is in Britain, it, it was in London, it's the British Prime Minister. Do you think it's better as a british viewer or it kind of hits more because it is about our country and our you know our leaders maybe i'd like to think you'd have the same human reaction whatever country is in but maybe it just makes it feel a little bit closer to home but it is a position of power in this country i think another thing the episode did as well that you don't actually see the pig until just before it happens and i think when he walks around the corner and sees the pig it kind of might the enormity of it suddenly hits you in the face, doesn't it? It's like, oh my God, this is horrific. It's real then, yeah. Yeah, and it's it real. Becomes, yeah. becomes real. So that was a bit of a slap in the face for me. It's like, oh my God, like, it's a horrendous thing to be doing. Did you have anything else specific about this episode? Um, no, I I've, uh, well, I say no, and then I'm going to say something, so maybe yes. <laughs> um, I think this episode was a great first episode. So if I go back to like my my viewing of Black Mirror, I think this episode would get you hooked because you're now intrigued. Um, so I think it's a good first one to do. Probably anyone who hasn't seen Black Mirror, I think they'd probably feel the same if they watched this episode. I think they'd be like, oh my God, I need to see what happens in the next few episodes and, and the series thereafter. So yeah, it's, it's gripping. I think the fact that all these years later, I still dreaded watching it, but not dreaded because it was it is a bad episode, but dreaded because again, about the theme. There's a handful of episodes that I'm going to look forward to watching again. And there's a handful of episodes that have stayed with me since I've watched them of this series. And that was definitely one of them. I won't say too much more about the other ones because we'll cover them. But yeah, it's absolutely, what's the word I'm trying to say? As a first episode of a series, that's kind of got everything you wanted, right? Yeah, no, it really has. Um, but like you said, it's it's not the sort of thing you go and rewatch because you've watched it once, you know what happens, it's disturbing, you don't need to see it again. So it's, you know, you know, some films like feel good films, you go back and watch again and again and again. This definitely isn't that, but it's probably just as entertaining. 
Right, okay. Well, that was the first episode of Casting Reflections on Black Mirror. So as as I said, a this is gonna be a regular series, mini series of reviewing Charlie Brooker's Black Mirror series. Let us know what you think. You can get hold of us at castingviewspod at gmail.com or castingviews on Twitter. Anything else you want to say, Dan, before we go? No, um, thank you. This has been good fun and I look forward to talking about the other ones. Yep, see you for the next episode. If I want your opinion, I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and horse feet.